Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey all you gearheads and gas holes, welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves, yep. and the evil genius of Craving Cars on YouTube, Mr. Corey Pratt. Yep. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in beautiful, a little bit rainy, but been yeah. pretty darn nice this last week, over on Park, it, Kansas. Yeah. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com, ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen on listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, we are grateful. Amen. <laughs> we are seriously grateful. Uh, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform, and be sure to tell your gearhead friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or someone you think we ought to be talking to, drop us a line at brett at drivenradioshow.com. Gentlemen's what'd y'all do in cars this week? Did you do anything fun? Did you get anything done? Uh, well, I got a lot of things around the house done. Uh, it's big project time. A lot of things we're trying to clean up. But I did, however, I've got a 2000 Jeep Wrangler mm-hmm. that, I, that I bought brand new. So I've had it for a long time. You've had that car that long? Yes, I have. And the rear end went out a while back, and I never got around to getting it fixed. Well, instead, I just found a whole new, well, not new, but in good shape rear end. It's basically the same thing that's in mind for $200. Cool. I said I'd drive an hour and a half to go get it, but not a big deal. Not a big deal. Well, that's a bargain, though. Did you get it put in yet? Uh, No. Too many other things going on. <laughs> there it's sitting a- in my garage. It's it ready to go. like it's been really, really busy the last month. Yeah. 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 It has. Yeah, I'm like, going to clean it up a little bit, and then we'll, uh, I'll throw it in there uh, hopefully soon while I can still enjoy some nice weather out for the summer. Oh, cool. Yeah, other than that. Well, get the thing running, take the top off, take the doors yep. off, go bomb around. Typically, it never they're never on in the summertime. I take them off, and they don't go back on until it gets cold again. Yeah, I don't blame you. They're in underwear, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, absolutely. My, fir- <laughs> my first Jeep had those fabric half doors uh-huh. and a uh, fabric bikini top, and that's it. Yeah, and I have that too but sometimes i use the door sometimes i don't it just kind of depends how chilly it is in the morning if i take off <laughs> but i drove that for four months and yeah. uh, it was okay except when it rained and so for, yeah there you go yeah, that would be an issue yeah when you need <laughs> you wipers drive on faster. the inside of the windshield that's <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a problem well you can't stop if it's raining you gotta keep going yep how about you mr mark i rode my bike uh and that's oh. right you're freshly licensed yeah. and out. I, I got my m everything mm. else i'm I'm all legal you're out terrorizing the neighborhoods yeah i don't have to say allegedly anymore <laughs> so uh, and it, it was some lo- lovely weather i still got that uh it was weird once the bike really warmed up mm-hmm. that hesitation at four thousand kind of faded a little bit the stumble yeah and uh so i i am looking forward to this weekend i uh, Saturday, I'm going to drive down to a city, visit some family, and down there is a bike trailer that if the guy still got it, I'm probably going to buy it. And then uh, uh, come and back. And if it's and, uh, the one we were talking about, that's a screaming deal on that thing. Yeah, yeah. If it, 
as long as, you know, I've got to check it out a little bit because the, both of the fenders, the front of the fenders have some rust on them. And I'm like, eh, let me, I need to check the rails and everything else. Otherwise, I'd have dropped them in offer. Yeah, if it's just a surface rust, though, that's a yeah. little a little sanding and a little Krylon. Uh, make sure the bearings are good in the wheels. That, uh, true. That's the that's probably the biggest thing. Unless, it, you know, if the rust isn't too bad, bearings in the wheels and everything else can be dealt with. Yeah. I would think. A lot of grease. Sprout. Yeah. So uh, I go down and get that. And then probably Sunday I'll take it to, there's a, a probably Shawnee Mission Cycle. Um, I have a pretty good relationship going with them and good people. Are you going to take it in? Yeah. And uh, I do. I got to get tires on it still. <laughs> if you can wait one more day, uh, trailer or no, I've got my trailer back here. We can load it up and take it in. Oh, so very cool. that's not a problem. All you got to do is ask. Groovy. So, uh, very cool. Uh, another thing. The more gas you run through that, especially if you're running the non-ethanol and the yep. high octane, it will probably work some of that gunk loose. That's what I was wondering, and I, I keep forgetting to look it up on, on the interwebs because by the end of the day, I'm just brain dead. Yeah. I uh, I want to look up if there's some I, I stuff. I start can... the day like that, and it goes, down, <laughs> it goes downhill from there. <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to find out if there's some type of additive for the fuel that, one, won't hurt your uh, motorcycle engine, but, two, will do some cleaning. Uh, you could probably do a little bit of carb cleaner or fuel injection injector cleaner like that. Yeah. But I think mostly it's going to be riding it. And the other thing is uh, it probably has a fuel filter someplace in line, in the fuel line somewhere. Uh, just buy a handful of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just keep swapping them out because if that gunk is breaking loose, uh, yeah, hopefully – it's stopping before it goes too far. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's a great idea. So something to keep in mind. Well, guys, I got really, really, really close to <laughs> to laying my hands on that Nassau Blue Corvette. Really close. In fact, <sighs> I was the next to the last bid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Dad is still down in Tucson. He went and saw the guy who owned the car. And it turns out they're both golf guys, and they're both former pilots, and oh, wow. all that kind of stuff. They had a lot of things in common. And Dad wound up being friends with the guy. He likes the guy a whole <laughs> lot. Uh, a very sweet gentleman named Michael Clare. Uh, he also had a whole bunch of other stuff. He there's an, an airstrip that has a neighborhood built around it, not too far from my dad's house. And this guy lives there, so he's got a big hangar with a bunch of cars in it. Oh. And Dad said the guy had a silver Dodge Demon in there and started that up and revved it up, and it shook the hangar. <laughs> I want a hangar full of cars. Yeah, me too, man. You know, he's checked with uh, the control tower before and taking that thing ripping down that <laughs> runway. You know that has happened. Uh, Are we clear for takeoff? Me. And Dad says it's a pretty decent size airstrip he says they land cool. small jets there so oh my god that'd be fun anyway uh, half mile we i was the next to the last bid and i exercised great control i stopped exactly where i said i was oh that had to be so hard and That's the good. guy who won it was the next bid after that i wanted to kick him in the teeth <laughs> <laughs> well I, what we i didn't know that. and i remember you mentioning it uh, uh before the show was that on on that bidding site if you place a bid, it adds time. It's two not, minutes. yeah, you're not going to be able minutes. to snipe the last very few no. seconds, mm. which uh, I, I got pretty good at on eBay yes. uh, back when I was an eBay freak. There was even a website at one time called Bid Sniper. 
<laughs> for, oh, yeah. for eBay, you would put in your item number, you would put in your max bid, and Bid Sniper would look it up, and then it would drop in your final bid like three seconds before the auction was over. Oh. And it just, I, I used to use it because I had people do that to me a bunch. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, piss you right off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? We're all Packers. <laughs> yeah. And I had those times too. Would you ever have your computer hang up right when you're like, okay, it's it's the last two seconds? Click, yeah, hey, click, to, click. Come on, come on. Hey, no. <laughs> well, welcome to dial up. <laughs> but uh, the bid after mine, and, and I was a little surprised because the bid increments were going at, were uh, two hundred fifty bucks or five hundred bucks, whatever it was. And the guy who won it put in a bid two thousand dollars higher than the last bid I put in. And I just took a look at that and I said, okay, well, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Because you got to remember, uh, whatever your high bid is, there on Bring a Trailer, there's a 5% oh, yeah, buyer's yeah. fee. There's a 5% VIG on top of that. So let's say, for sake of example, your final bid is 60 grand. Well, remember, there's another 3000 on top of that for your fee. Yeah. And this car didn't go for that. It went for more. And I stopped where I said I was going to stop because I was just looking at that going, I'll find another one. Well, you know, mm-hmm. he, and sure as the world, <laughs> I found another I one. I found another one. And I Ooh. found another one for less than what I was going to pay for this one. Cue the poppers. And I think the second one I found is a cleaner car. <gasps> so, oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's the one I was looking at on Bring a Trailer was a 65 Nassau Blue with a white interior. And I always told myself I would want either a white or a blue. Yeah. The, the other 65 I found now is a Nassau blue with a blue interior, and it had a rotisserie restoration four years ago. It's had 1,500 oh, miles since then. Really, nice. really, really pretty car for less than what my final bid was on the Bring a Trailer car. Oh, Lordy. Oh, boy. And this is just an individual selling one, so I'm not waiting for that jack-legged out bid me on this <laughs> one. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give her a shot. Yay. But I think before May is out, I'll, I'm going to have to lay my hands on one of those. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Hopefully, hopefully, that's the hope. Fingers crossed. Okay, the other thing this week in cars, and uh, we're going to have Luke Channel here to talk about it. McPherson's doing their cars show again that they had to cancel last year, courtesy of COVID. Uh-huh. And it's not going to be as big. It's, uh, it's the students and the staff, faculty, and alumni. Nice. But I'm alumni, so uh, we're going to throw some stuff in the little red Corvette and head down to McPherson, and by the time people are hearing this, the show will probably either be uh, will be on the eve of the show, or if you wait till Saturday to listen to the show, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> it's happening now. Yes, it is. Uh, this week in the news, Bonhams, Auction House Bonhams, that sells all the really expensive stuff, uh, they bought themselves an online auction company. So they're getting into the mix, too, just like so many other people. I think everybody so, has seen how well Bring a Trailer is doing, and, and they want a piece of it. So Bonhams bought it themselves an auction house. You can tour the Peterson Auto Museum again, even if you aren't there. Very cool. And the 2021 Corvette production uh, has some real interesting stats that go along with it. 
And like I said, our special guest this week is Luke Chennel, Associate Professor at McPherson College. Luke will be here to discuss what will happen to car events as the country becomes vaccinated. The car show, the College Auto, Rest- Auto Restoration Student Show, is happening this coming weekend in McPherson. It's my favorite darn weekend of the whole year. And the legendary cookout that Luke puts on at his house right after the show where you can often find drunken, sunburnt auto journalists cooking sausages. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's get to it. From Bonhams.com, the market is now powered by Bonhams. It's out of London. Uh, Bonhams has acquired the market, one of the fastest-growing online marketplaces for classic and collectible car and motorcycle auctions. And the market was founded in, founded in Oxfordshire, England, in 2017. So it's actually a fairly modern company, but sounds like it grew big enough, fast enough. It, it, it like is, it. and it yeah. did. In the last year, the company sold vehicles with a total value of 13 million uh, pounds. Pounds, pounds yeah. which would probably be, what's their exchange rate? Not what's even euros. Like I think it's 1.6. Is it 1. yeah, 1.6 or 1.3? I know it's more than a buck. Yeah, it's it's at least a buck and a half per pound, at least. So you know, you're talking sixteen million, uh, eighteen million dollars. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> more, uh, more than we've got. Mm-hmm. It grew its turnover by almost three hundred percent compared to the previous year. Company sells ninety four percent of lots offered for sale. Wow, that's a hell of a sell through. That's not bad at all. And do they have the? Uh, uh, does this one have the the stops where? You you if it's under this bid or is it all just straight up? Well, if they're moving ninety four percent, that means they've got some kind of a reserve at least on some of what they sell. But ninety four percent sell through is impressive for anybody. Bonhams was founded in seventeen ninety three. It's one of the oldest international auction houses with sales rooms in London, New York, Los Angeles, Paris, Hong Kong. Uh, Bottoms Motoring Division has sold many of the legends of the road, including the world's oldest surviving Rolls Royce. That's cool. That's wicked. Managing Director of Bottoms Motoring, Martin Ten Holder, said, "This aqua- No, I'm not going to do he's that. Gotta be, he's got to be Dutch with it spelled that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, he's from, from the place with Mar- the money. Martin spelled M-A-A-R-T-E-N. Martin. 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 Uh, this acquisition is a perfect fit for Bonhams and is happening at an exciting time in the auction world. For the first time, a classic car auctioneer will now offer cars at all price points around the clock to collectors wherever they are in the world. No mention was made of the acquisition price. I appreciate what Bonham is, is selling, and if they're willing to do that, that would be fantastic. However, Bonham's is legendary for selling the very best of the very best. Yeah. You don't really see him getting into, like, <laughs> early 70s muscle <laughs> Anything cars. that I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that makes me hot. I mean, I'm interested in cars, but Badass no. black Chevelle, 70 Chevelle SS, <laughs> white stripes, and big honking craggers in the back. Well, could you imagine listening to one of their auctions? And here we have at Lot 16, large Ass crickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Limey. Bring it on. Uh-huh. From Hemmings, the Peterson Museum is open again. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, That's incredible. Is. Just in case you can't go there, there's a virtual tour. That's even better, especially for guys like us who do not live in L.A. That's yeah. right. So have no plans. <laughs> a few things uh, be today spent in a car museum, uh, pouring over each exhibit, soaking up all the history and details, uh, the ominous of the, north, the noteworthy cars. After a year of being shut down due to COVID, the Peterson (laughs) Automotive Museum 
reopened to visitors just last month. So thank you for reopening because that is just super awesome. So they're making it possible. Well, taking the car to the stars, the crazy customs and one-offs, and the museum's vault. The vault. The is vault. Legendary. Who was it we interviewed? Uh, it was some young guy. And no, I think was, it was, that was a grad. Uh, that was Casey. Um, I'll think of his name here in a minute. He works for the uh, Society of Automotive That's Historians. right. Yeah. And, and he's a, uh, a, a college grad, too, a McPherson Casey college grad. Casey, his last name starts with M, and I want to say it's Morton, but I don't think that's it. Super Casey, nice. Casey, I, I apologize, pal. I'm just, <laughs> I'm having a senior moment. I oh, can't tell think me about of your last it. name. I can't put two thoughts together right now. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> but, bad. But um, uh, I remember him talking about, you know, working down there and having to go clean up and just the amount of cars that are in the vault. Not no, even I wanted to choke him. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's oh yeah. There was a, there was a lot of uh, insane jealousy. I, I'm, I'm not denying that at all. I wanted to choke the life out of him, but uh, <laughs> that vault is just amazing. Oh yeah, it and really is. The cars that he's laid his hands on, oh, yeah. and it, yeah, all at no the Peterson. Well, and, and I know a few people who have worked there, and I'm very envious of all of them. So, amen. Legendary vault, James Hetfield well, too. Have you seen that uh, yeah. uh, that video? of Hetfield when he was there at the presentation of his vehicles going into no, it. No, but I've seen his collection before, and the guy's got good taste. Yes, he does. There He's got amazing that. stuff. That, for sure. Well, obviously, if you can't travel all the way to California to see it, there's a full two-hour video. Actually, it's a little over two hours, isn't it? It's two hours and 14 minutes, yeah, and I started watching it today while I was tour. working, and then I realized I'd quit working for quite a while while I was watching that, <laughs> and I had to quit watching it. <laughs> So, <laughs> Time yeah, flies. yeah, but it's a video tour of the the whole Peterson uh, Museum. Uh, so, just released um, what a few months ago. It and it's it's it looks amazing, and I want to go back and finish watching it. But like I said, well over two hours. Yep. If you want a tour of that museum that's longer than a movie, there, there you go. <laughs> it's got everything from motorcycles, supercars, James Hadfield's collection, as you were talking about, and more. So, how about that? You know how weird it's been for. James Hetfield to have that collection and be a really hardcore car guy. My dad's name is Jim, Jim Hatfield. And so Jim Hetfield, Jim I, Hatfield. I tell people my dad's name is Jim. He goes, not the Metallica Jim, right? <laughs> sure. No, let me introduce you <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah. My yeah. dad was a headbanger yeah, from the old school. Uh, no, he's my uncle though. <laughs> and my yeah. father is the farthest thing away from James Hetfield. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah there right. you go. Well, hey, check out that. Uh, hey, the video tour is well worth the time. You can well yeah, check out the link through uh, Read is. the Driven, and so. I'll have the link up on Read the yep, Driven absolutely right quick. In fact, by the time you hear this, the link will be there. Uh, muscle cars and trucks is the source for this article, and near and dear to my heart, the 2021 Corvette C8 production stats show some interesting trends. Uh, you know. The production for the 2021 model year was stalled out by coronavirus, yeah. and they had to cut that short. And then they had supply problems with the 2021s, and you know they never. It hasn't had full production yet, not like they had planned. Yeah. However, there are some interesting stats out of the 2021 production. What do you think the most popular color is? On Corvettes, red. See, I would have thought red, red, red. red. See, I, would, I would have guessed blue, actually, one of the blues, but never mind. Uh, it's it's red. Red yeah. was twenty percent of the cars ordered were torch red. Oh wow! Uh, also, the other thing with the twenty twenty one production year, they introduced the convertible version. It's a retractable hardtop. Forty one percent of the cars ordered were that retractable hardtop. Uh, so. 
Convertibles are strong with the Corvettes. That's pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, like I said, 20% of the cars were torch red. rest of the colors, Arctic white, 14%. Red mist, which is a, a different metallic shade, uh, was 13%. Black, 10%. Rapid blue, which is the lighter blue, mm-hmm. was 9%. Silver flare, which is the silver, 7%. Elkhart Lake blue. Oh, that's my favorite <laughs> right there. Got a little there. steamy in here suddenly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can feel it. Uh, 6%. Sebring orange was 6%. Ceramic matrix, which is a gray color. Uh, 5%. Shadow gray, 5%. Accelerate yellow, only 3%. Really? I like a bright yellow Corvette. Yeah. I do too, but I don't know how much I like this yellow. It's a little paler than normal. Yeah, it's it's not like the bright Corvette competition yeah. retina searing yellow of years past. Yeah, yeah. And then that Zeus bronze, that god awful Zeus bronze. <laughs> of course, two percent on that. Of course, jet black place. was the most popular interior color. I find that a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, adrenaline red was second at twenty five percent. Oh, the jet black was most popular at twenty eight percent. Natural tan is 13%. The natural tan they do on these, they've got uh, one called, a, I think it's a tan dipped or something like that. They don't have any black surfaces in the interior. It's all coated in tan leather. It's stunning. Wow. And there's one online right now for sale at Volo Auto Museum. It's that Elkhart Lake Blue with the tan dipped interior. Sweet Lord. Now, oh, so good looking. Cool. Now, I know someone who has one on order, and they showed me some pictures of it. He's got the black with some red accents in it. I really like the red and black together. It's not bad. I prefer the red, but just because it reminds me of yeah, I car. Yeah, it kind of red. gives you more nostalgicness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've had that car for a long, long time. I'm yes. Kinda- that car's had you for a long, long time. <laughs> I don't know who you're kidding. That is no joke. 69% of the cars were ordered with a Z51 performance package. Oh, wow. Which well, is the tall wing and the suspension and five more horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 46% of the customers who got the Z51 got the magnetic ride control. Cool. Which is... Got to have it. Yeah, it's it's adjustable from In tour to sport to performance. Mm-hmm. Is it and like the, the dial-up thing? Up? Yeah. Oh my god! And the the tests I've read, I haven't driven one, so I can't speak to it personally. But the tests I've read said even when you've got it on the performance setting, the ride is incredible. They say it's it's it soaks things up and it's very supple, but it's very taut also it it steers really well i want to spend some time behind the wheel with one of those i really want to know uh 87 of all the corvettes left the factory with the valved exhaust which is an option that lets you well it's kind of like having electronic cutouts you know yeah, where you yeah. can flip a switch and the car will go from oh yeah, okay. yeah. i want uh, that too then i'll and, take it and here's the one that got me that surprised me most mm-hmm Corvette leads the performance luxury sports car segment, taking up 43% of the market share ahead of the second place 911 at only 11%. Wow. That is a huge gap between so first and the, second. All the wow. performance luxury sports cars in 2021, first and 43% second, of those were Corvettes. Corvettes. And, and then second place is all the way down to 11. I mean, yeah. everybody else is like 10% or lower. Well, and who would have ever bet that a, that a Corvette could have kicked a 911 in the teeth? 
Yeah. That, that wow. would have not have been my first thought, especially for that uh, that purchasing class. Not not in that performance luxury wow. class, no. No, but it, I think That's it also awesome. speaks quite well of what they've done with the Corvette and the car that it is. Yeah, I it's was, beautiful. I was in love yeah, with I it like at it. first sight, yeah, I, me too. but I'm a Corvette guy. I'm going to be biased that way. But apparently, mm-hmm. I ain't alone. A lot of people think this is a, a hell of a car. And man, I really want to slide behind the wheel. Wait. That said, yep. I'm still going to buy a 65 first. There you go. <laughs> hell yeah. I wouldn't argue with that. The 2022 Corvettes uh, will largely be the same as the 21, but it'll be the first truly regular year of production, meaning without interruptions. Cool. And part, hopefully, yeah. that's the prediction. Yeah. Nice. The base Corvette is adding three new colors. They didn't say what they are yet. Mm. And a new low rear spoiler, so it won't be as tall as the one that comes with the Z51. The real news is the coming Z06 for the 2022 model year. And I saw an article earlier this week that said it might be down 17 horsepower from the last Z06, which was, what, 650? Yeah. Yeah. So they were talking like 633 thereabouts. Oh, that much even. But... Still, you've got all that weight over the rear tires. With 495, the thing's doing a 280 to 60. Mm-hmm. What do you think adding another 140 horsepower to it is going to be like? <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's it's way more balanced than the previous Z06. It's with, yeah. that, mid, with that mid-engine. It's just, I, oh, God, I can't wait to yeah, change the car. Me either. We're going to see some, I bet those. The back's going to be floored out a little bit more. It's going to have these big, fat meats in the... Oh, my God, I want to see this car. Do you need a little alone time? <laughs> Absolutely. Show me a picture of that, <laughs> and, and, and we can talk. Our special guest this week is Luke Chennel, a friend of the show. He's been on here a lot. We haven't had him back in a while. Uh, Luke is an associate professor in the McPherson College Auto Restoration Program. He will be here to talk about the McPherson College Cars show coming up this weekend and his legendary after-show barbecue all this and much more coming up on Driven Radio. April went away. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guest this week is uh, our one of our favorite repeat offenders. Uh, always love having Luke back on the show. Uh, Luke Channel is an associate professor in the McPherson College Auto Restoration Program and a famous Bradley GT monger. Uh, he, <laughs> he also hosts the legendary After Cars show barbecue at which sweaty auto journalists can be found cooking sausages. Uh, Luke, welcome back to Driven Radio, pal. Glad to be here, Brett. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this I, weekend? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I've got <laughs> hundreds of pounds of meat to frost in, so if that's any, any indication, I must be close. Were you able to find a charcoal grill I can work? Uh, not yet, but I've got I've got two of my best men on it. Okay, so with more than half of the United States now vaccinated and pandemic regulations beginning to ease, 
Do you think we're going to see a return to form for major car events, shows, concours, auctions, that sort of thing? Uh, in short, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I I could probably expand more, but I mean, people are itching to get out and, and just do anything. And so I think things are going to come roaring back here pretty quickly. Um, at least from my perspective, I'm not seeing a lot of fear, uh, you know, about attending events, especially if people are vaccinated and especially outdoor events, you know, it just seems pretty safe to be out looking at cars on an open field uh, where there's nice, nice airflow and yeah. sunshine. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And Amelia is just around the corner. Uh, I kind of wonder if Gooding is looking at it now thinking, wish we would have held out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they are. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's a tough call, especially kind of in these early days of opening up to know, exactly what's going to go off and what's not. You know, I, I was thinking back to last year and it was just like dominoes just kept falling oh, after yeah. the other. And I think people rightly so are scared the same thing could happen, but it sure seems to be going good. It, it does. And uh, I read an article this morning that said 54% of the country had had at least one vaccine shot. And there was a, uh, also, that the uh, the new cases uh, continue to drop now slowly, but it's under 700 new cases a day, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. This coming weekend is my favorite weekend all year, and I was so sad when we had to cancel last year. But uh, the McPherson College College Auto Restoration Students Cars Show uh, for the uninitiated, can you explain what makes this one of the best shows all year? Well, I started it. That's one of the, one of the reasons it's good. Uh, that's so, what I love about Luke. He gives great humble. Touched by the hands of Luke. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 21 years ago. Yeah, 21 years ago now. Wow. Some buddies of mine and I saw a bunch of green grass they just planted. And we thought we'd like to park our cars <laughs> on it. Cars on and, it. Uh, you know, we're like, we need to get some oil spots on that. Uh, so, we did, you know, we put together and did it. And it's, it's grown every single year. Um, it's just become a fantastic event and, and it's fantastic for a bunch of reasons. Um, the main one is, you know, unlike any major concourse event, it's free. Um, yeah. there's no entry fees. I mean, no admission fees to come look at anything. I mean, we have food trucks, but you know, it's, it's a nice budget event, uh, that's really approachable by anybody. But what's more than that, you know, I was thinking about the, the nature of car shows and it's like, people do car shows because they have something neat that they want other people to see. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for us, you get to see the car world through the vision of like 19, 20, 21 year olds. And so you get to see what kids are enthusiastic about. And you know, everybody's favorite section of the show is um, when all the students drag out all their project cars that they've been wailing away sometimes more successfully than others <laughs> on, yeah for the past year and, and you get to see things in progress and it's, it's, you know, it's really real. And it's also just a picture of, of young automotive enthusiasm. And well, so I, for me to see it through their eyes, is really what's so much fun about it. Well, and for anybody who knows the campus and knows the program, this is the one weekend out of the year where the sheds are completely empty. Somebody ought to go clean. <laughs> uh, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's cat litter on the floor that was there when we were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just grown. We get, you know, on an average year, we were getting 
close to 500 cars. We're going to have, um, I asked today, we'll have about 250, so about half our normal size. Sure. Um, and that's because we're doing uh, student cars, uh, faculty, staff, and alumni. Yeah. So, but the alumni section should be really good because it, it's not just alumni that are bringing their own cars. It's collections and shops that they work for that are bringing things. Yeah. So there will be two Model J Duesenbergs uh, on campus uh, on Saturday. Who's responsible for those? Is that Aaron? Uh, there are a couple people, actually. One is uh, Evergreen, uh, the Evergreen Collection down in, I can't remember where, Missouri. Uh, and the other one I'm not sure of. Okay. But we were puzzling over it over today and trying to figure out if there had ever been two Duesenbergs at a show in Kansas. And I don't think there ever has. I, I don't think so either. Mm. I not, it's certainly not at our show. Not that I recollect. Yeah. So, yeah. so. uh, the car show is followed immediately by the world class post car show barbecue in your backyard. <laughs> Where auto journalists can be seen uh, exercising their mantra, eat free or die. Uh, what do you have in store for us this year? What's going to be on the menu? How many guests are we having? And uh, tell us why yours is the best cookout ever for car nerds. Um, well, it's also it's the best cookout for car nerds because uh, regular people can't get in. Um, but, <laughs> the rest of you plebeians. So, <laughs> exactly. The so, make them stand out by the curb. <laughs> yeah, stand out by the curb and look hungry. Um, anyway, no, no, it's just, it's fun. So I've got about, I usually, so, you know, commercial caterers, they'll budget a quarter of a pound per person. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not enough. Like, no. I do a full pound of meat of any kind of variety for per those, person. For those who don't wow. know, Luke starts saving up meat for this the day after the car show from the previous year. And since we didn't have it last year, I'm guessing that his deep freezes are just bursting at the seams. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there'll be the usuals, you know, ribs and brisket, old pork, and mm. sausages, which, mm. by the way, Brett, you need to be thinking about cooking. Um, oh, I'm. I'm going to be there. The The sausage king of McPherson County is going to be there. <laughs> yes, I refer to you as my sausage specialist. Um, <laughs> the tongs of freedom <laughs> waving freely. <laughs> this is going to get off track in a hurry. <laughs> People call uh, our alumni the McPherson Mafia because we run everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, not that we run everything, but we have our hands in just about every facet of the classic car world. So you get to meet people who are on the inside, you know, and who make the stuff happen and who see it happen every day. So, and there's writers, restorers, there's just a mix of people. And the most important thing is, you know, we, everybody brings their cars over, but we're really not there for the cars. We're just there to talk to each other. And that's, yeah. that's what makes it fun. Although that Peugeot was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm never going to get over having that there or having my car in the background with a picture of it. That's That was really cool. Uh, I, I'm so looking forward to this. I really am. I missed it last year. I, I almost cried when I heard we weren't going to be able to have the show. So uh, really looking forward to being there. And like I said, I'll be down a day early in case you need anything. Appreciate it. We have milked you for the Bell's Palsy Pirate story twice. It's still my favorite story you tell ever. 
but everyone's heard it, I think, for the most part. What's the second dumbest car-related thing you've done? And I'm hoping you're going to tell the story that I got in mind. Oh, I guess I could tell that one. So so you and I, I think we did a recap of it at one time. And so if you're interested, you should go back and check out the recap of the Bradley story. But uh, I, I, because I don't have anything better to do, apparently, than, you know, wander around acquiring meats and driving old cars, um, I... <laughs> sports car market put out a, a deal that they had bought a uh, Bradley GT in Miami and they wanted to get it to Portland. So they were going to do a relay. So I of course said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So I was going to drive from McPherson to Colorado. Nice and easy. Well, the guy before me in Cincinnati flaked out. Uh, and so I called up Brett and our mutual friend, Ken Yon and said, let's go do something dumb. So we drove overnight to Cincinnati, picked up the car in the middle of the night, driving rainstorm, no headlights, windshield wipers don't work, top pour and water, you know, and try and take off the next day. Well, so we bombed through. I couldn't be gone for more than two or three. I think it was three days that we were gone. Maybe it was only two. Wait, wait, Um, wait. Before he gets much further, we had all agreed that we would take turns driving this car. And we drove out there in my Navigator because it was the only truck that – any of us had that would be heavy duty enough to pull a trailer with a car on it. Should this thing break down completely. And when we get there to pick it up, I'm a man of larger carriage. I wouldn't fit in the seats. Ken is six foot three and has a size 14 shoe. He couldn't even get his feet in the sucker. So the only one of the three of us who would fit in it, thank God was Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so I don't remember where that was in Indiana, but you know, somewhere in Ohio. Remember we were in Ohio. It it all runs together. I mean, (laughs) pig's feet, Ohio or wherever. Um, I I'm trucking along and I'm trying to pass a semi truck and, uh, Brett and Ken are following in the navigator, of course. And so I got my foot in the car, such as it is, um, you know, getting to that top speed of 78 miles an hour or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and, all of a sudden, it starts to lurch and buck a little bit. I'm just thinking, well, whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and then Brett pulls up next to me, and he has the biggest expression on his eyes that I have ever seen in my face. And it was like one of those movie scenes when you see someone, you know, with a marker in the window of the truck writing down, like, there's a killer in the back seat. Except, except Kim is writing shotgun. And he's got a Bic lighter out of my glove box, (laughs) and it's lit, and he's pointing at the lighter, and then he's pointing at Luke. You're on fire. You're on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't mean it in the the rhetorical sense, metaphorical sense. He meant I was about to be actually on fire. (laughs) So so I pull off, and the car kind of sputters and craps out, and finally it rolls. This is just poetic justice. rolls right in front barbecue joint. Which is all so, we had eaten the entire trip anyway. <laughs> I mean, well, what, you know, road trips and barbecue are just, they go together, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So I get out of the car and I go to the back and it's like, oh, there's something dripping back there. Well, it turns out the fuel line had blown out of the carburetor. And I'm not talking like oh. dripping. I'm talking blown out of the carburetor. It wasn't, was busy. It wasn't a loose hose clamp. The hose clamp was still on there. It had blown the fitting out of the side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
this thing is spraying, not leaking, spraying gasoline all over the hot exhaust. And I'm watching it vaporize in front of this, you know, fiberglass car, realizing that if there's an ignition source at any moment, this whole thing, and potentially me, is going up in flames. And I really wish it would have, just so we could get the sign in front of the <laughs> big sign that said BBQ. But unfortunately, it's not. We, so, go, we go inside to eat lunch. Luke's in the lead. Ken's in between us. I'm in back. And I stage whisper to Ken on our way in. If we're really lucky, the SOB burns to the ground while we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fortunately, it did not. I think they had a slot machine or something at that place, and I played it a couple times because I was apparently pretty lucky. You're feeling real lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we got ourselves full of meat. I went out and zip-tied together things, as I always do, and it, it made it the rest of the way. Um, come to find out later, somebody else down the road had trouble with it, but what do you expect? Not my problem, right? No, no, no. You mean they had trouble with their car? Yeah. (laughs) And Luke's being really generous. We got back on the highway, and this thing had the rearview mirrors mounted on the front fenders. And we made it about five miles down the road, and I saw something shoot off one side of the car. And I looked at Ken, I said, Was that a bird? He goes, Nope, mirror. Oh my god! Pass- yeah. Passenger side mirror just decided it had had enough. Got up and left. Uh, we stopped to get gas once and reverse quit working on it. So we had to push it away from the te- from the gas pumps. Stopped yeah. to get gas at another place and it wouldn't start. It just wouldn't start. And so we put Luke back in it and started to push it. The car weighs less than a Honda Goldwing, and it just it, it it's the car that never fails to fail. <laughs> yeah, in the in the parking lot of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was when the starter went out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. Oh, yeah, I uh, like that. I like the pictures we got of that in front of Indy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, yeah, funny story about that mirror. I went to a glass shop later to try to get it. You know, I'm like, I just cut me a round piece of mirror. And the guy, he was like, well, I think you should call up the Bradley Corporation. I'm sure they'd have one of those. <laughs> Like, you do understand that this company went down in a flaming pile of lawsuits back in 1981, right? Like, there is no Bradley Corporation. Oh my this, God. this company's been gone for almost 40 years. What are you talking about, Bradley Corporation? Uh, the unfortunate part of this, or however you want to see it, Luke was... Since he drove a couple legs, you know, he did that. He did Ohio to Kansas, which was a couple legs, and then he did McPherson to Colorado and drove it. He may or may not have driven it up a Jeep trail over a mountain in Colorado. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but he was he was writing for Sports Car Market and taking pictures and keeping track of all this stuff on Facebook and on their website. Now, every single one of our friends, anytime they find a Bradley GT ad, they send it to Luke, they post it on Facebook and tag him in it. Uh, I threatened to drive one down there and have it staked to his yard. Uh, I sent you one while we were recording this. <laughs> I did. Yeah, no lie. And, and, I'm a member of the Bradley GT Owners Club. I, like, I don't have any desire. I don't care about No, I'm... I'm pretty sure he disliked the car more than anybody, but everyone who finds one of those Bradley GT, hey, here's one in a ditch. I took a picture of Luke. Do you want us to get this for you? (laughs) 
the one Luke was driving almost turned into a flaming frisbee going down the highway. <laughs> it was uh, god awful. You know, the most amazing thing about the Bradley GT Owners Group is I don't think I've seen, seen a single car posted there for sale. Basically, all of the comments were, that's too expensive. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm talking, you know, there's a rusted out, shit, not rusted, but a shell sitting by the middle of the highway that's half gone, priced at $200. And in the, the first comment, without fail, is always, that's too high. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow now for the those of us who are a little ignorant as the to the bradley and just what it's all about it's basically a fiberglass shell on top of what uh volkswagen volkswagen oh my god it's on it's yeah. on a beetle pan so it just keeps getting mm. better yeah right. mm. okay very nice oh uh, yeah this one was no Mustang too. No, no, no. I mean, that would be an advanced car, Mark. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that might be worth two hundred. <laughs> it was an interesting trip, but uh, once Luke got that thing rolling outside of Kansas City, I think he went Kansas City to Emporia without a hitch. Or uh, how far did you go in that? Well, I mean, total, we went from Cincinnati to McPherson in one day, which is, I think, 860-some miles. Yeah, but you had, <clears throat> you had a couple of really long legs where it didn't fail, although I do remember having to lend you uh, a battery in Kansas City to run your cell phone for the GPS on the yeah. way back because it wasn't charging. Of course, yeah. how much charge are you going to get when you've got a couple of headlights that look like the old plastic EverReady flashlights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the basic problem was that whoever wired that thing, they didn't really understand that fiberglass doesn't make a good ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, and there was that opaque vinyl back window. That was uh, kind of interesting. Oh, the best thing I ever did was rip that off in St. Louis. Oh, just so much better. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, oh, oh. And let us not forget... It had gullwing doors on it. One on the passenger side closed pretty well, but the one on your side seemed to stay open about an inch and a half at the top, and grasshoppers were using your forehead as a target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so one of the previous drivers, he said, you ought to bring a pool noodle. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And it turns out he was right because he was just stuffing a pool noodle, you know, in that gap to get everything oh closed up. So oh, my goodness. Oh, I hadn't even on. thought of that. That's awesome. How do you customize yeah. a GT? You buy a pool noodle. It was, I don't remember where, it was somewhere in the middle of Indiana that the car added for me what I started calling the channel bubble. Because, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11". Yeah. And, uh, it was on a hard bump that I hit my head hard enough on the plexiglass window in the roof that I left a crack in it and basically <laughs> clearanced it for my head. Nice. <laughs> At last I got a roof. We, we could have taken a whole saw to that and just fixed it right up. Yeah, <laughs> done her good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the car show is coming up this weekend. Uh, by the time everybody hears this, it'll be on the eve of the car show or during the car show. But... We've been speaking with uh, my great friend, Luke Chennel, associate professor in the McPherson College Auto Restoration Program. You can find all of Luke's social media links as well as those for McPherson College and the Auto Restoration Program on readthedriven.com. Luke, pal, we'll see you tomorrow, and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, thank you for spending time with Driven Radio. We really do honestly do appreciate it. 
we love doing this. It's the best thing we do all week, but we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're oh, everywhere. Yeah. I'm Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt and Mark Groves. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Thank you.